Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Inside the Coach's Office. My name is Tom Murphy Jr. I'm here as always with Coach Brian Barnes. And today um, I'm going to be talking with Coach Barnes about what goes on for summer preparation when you're a high school football coach? Because as everybody knows, it's in this football world that uh, it's football 365. There's always something going on. It's a lot more than just the Friday night lights. And they say championships are won in the summer. <laughs> so uh, Coach Barnes, um, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. You know, it's been uh, it's it's been a busy few weeks, and as we get ready to gear up for, um, you know, it's going to be a busy busy summer and season for us. And it's funny, I was, you know, I had a meeting with uh, my coaching staff, and we we talked about a few things. And one of the things I wanted them to realize was that, um, you know, 30, 30 some days ago, like whatever they were doing, it doesn't seem that long ago. Well, 30, 30 you know, thirty three days from now, we're going to camp. And we're going to get after it, get going. So it's time to, you know, really gear up and mentally get ready for uh, what's to come. Yeah. So this, now you've been coaching for a long time, so you're not new to summer prep, but this year is a little different for you and your team, you know, because you guys are coming off a, a prep bowl championship. So is there, is there anything different about this summer's preparation than, than past years from you know, that the aspect? Yeah, the, the biggest thing I think is going to be our our mindset and, and you know what I mean and what what we take going into the summer. So what I mean by that is that, um, you know, for the last few months and, you know, looking forward for the next few months, people are going to be telling us how great we are and, you know, how, how talented we are and, oh, we should be the favorites to, to do what we did again. And so the challenge is going to be convincing 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that <laughs> – you know, last year is over and, and that's been difficult even for me personally. And I'm sure for our coaches, like, cause we're really proud of what we did, but I mean, we got to move on and, and other teams are now gearing up for us and, you know, doing everything they can to knock us off uh, the top. And so we need to make sure that, that mentally we are getting after it. And, you know, our, our, our goal is to have these guys create a legacy, you know, and, um, I let them know, you know, we, we've got some unfinished business and that all starts at our spring player meeting. So, you know, we'll, we'll kick it off and, you know, making sure um, that those guys understand what, what's about to take place. And that's going to happen at the end of the month, um, you know, as they're finishing up their spring sports seasons. And we don't, don't want anything to interfere with that. But, I mean, we, we really got to set the tone and let them know what's about to take place and, and mentally get ourselves ready for the summertime. Yeah. Now, um Obviously, high school rosters change every season. Um, young kids coming up, seniors leaving. Um, you are losing some some pretty uh, high impact seniors, including your you know your, your quarterback. Um, how how does that go into spring and and summer planning with trying to implement you know um, new guys into key uh, situations? Definitely. That's a challenge. And for, for us, our offense is a, is an offense that's centered around uh, the quarterback position and it's centered around uh, the talent of, of that player. And so right now, all off season, I've been working with uh, four guys who, who've either expressed interest in playing quarterback or we think as a staff. And I think as a, as a position coach that they're a guy that potentially could be, 
uh, a successful quarterback for us. And so we've started that process already, um, but it's going to um, get amped up a little bit, so to speak, as we get into our team camp on June 13th and 14th, as well as, you know, some of our throwing dates that we have against other high schools. And so it'll go, you know, like everything else, there'll be an evaluation process throughout the summer. Then honestly, it's, it's one of those things where we, we might not know really until game one, uh, who the guy is, yeah. right. Can't like, there's one thing to, you know, handle the position in a seven on seven type situation, or there's one, you know, handle the position in a four way scrimmage, but can you handle it, you know, in a game situation when all the eyes are on you and it's go time. And so, you know, we kind of have an idea, um, but you never know how things play out and the evaluation really won't be finalized until game one. And so we might play, more than one quarterback that game week one to kind of see, you know, who, who handles it the best. So it's a great challenge for us. Um, thankfully we have a lot of guys returning at other positions on offense that uh, should be able to take the pressure off that player. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Now um, can you talk about like how much, as far as like the high school football rules go, how much work can you do in the spring and summer with uh, seven on seven camps, weightlifting? And then is there times where you can do like, like, like we said, you're going to have to bring in a, a new quarterback. Are you able to spend time working one-on-one with certain athletes or what are the parameters that you go through as far as, you know, off season uh, practices and workouts yeah. and situations? Yeah. So starting in the off season, you know, the, the off season after the season ends, like we're allowed to conduct four player workouts. So you can have four players at a time doing specific drill work uh, with the football. Um, and so we've been able to do that quarterback wise and in a few other positions. And so after Memorial day um, it, it's considered the, the summertime part of the calendar. And so we're able to then conduct uh, like team camps and whatnot. Um, we're allowed um I got, gosh, I got to remember it because it's changed a little bit since the COVID year. I believe we're allowed 10 dates to do anything we want. So where it used to be, you know, you have, um, you could get seven, seven on seven dates. And then I want to say it was, um, you had 15 dates total to do any type of camp and stuff and whatnot. But I believe, gosh, I know it sounds awful. I need to double check, but we have uh, 10 dates to do anything, seven on seven, uh, seven on seven scrimmages with schools and then team camp days. So what I mean by that is we theoretically could have 10 days where it's just us by ourselves, like basically running practice in helmets um, is what goes on at our, our team camp. So um, there is ample opportunity for us to, um, you know, continue to get better uh, and work with our guys individually. And then without a football, in theory, we could do as much as we want, um, you know, and we, we do that a little bit after our weight room sessions, um, where, you know, we might work on some alignment stuff or some route running uh, with our receivers, individual work, things of that nature. So there really is plenty of time. And then as a coach, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in our players being three sport athletes. So we have a lot of guys that play multiple sports. You know, a lot of our football guys play basketball or are really good baseball players and they travel and whatnot. And so balancing that as well can be challenging. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my philosophy of the, of the summertime too is we, we want our kids to be kids. Um, we'd like them to go to the beach, you know, hang out with their friends, hang out with their family on a vacation.
of that nature. So there's a balance between, you know, overwhelming them with too much football stuff um, and, and making sure better and they're ready to go for August. And uh, funny, I, I remember having a conversation with a coaching friend of mine a couple of years ago, who's a, who's a little bit older than us. And he made that comment that, you know, it, you know, it used to be back in the day, right. You know, the players were just told, Hey, be in shape and ready to go come August 1st or whatever their, their start date was. And that's obviously changed a lot. So, I mean, ultimately, as long as our kids are active doing something, um, you know, I'm not going to be upset at a kid for, you know, doing something active, whether it be baseball, basketball, um, and whatnot over the summertime. But we, we definitely, re- I mean, you can't require it, but it's kind of like, hey, like you have to be at our team camp. You know, you have to be at our team camp and do everything you can to make every weight room session. Um, our weight room schedule, we schedule it on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays. So kids and families can have the weekend for vacation or baseball tournament trips, things of that nature. So we do that, um, you know, to make sure the guys can get their three days in, at least three days in. If they want to come more, they can. Um, and we also have a built-in dead period by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. And the schools are allowed to pick that week. And just about everybody picks it the 4th of July week uh, for obvious reasons. And so that's built in to give the kids a break. And then there is um, – a period right a week before the official first day of practice where, you know, kids are allowed to work out and do conditioning and whatnot, but we, we give those kids a break, you know, and I, I take a break to be with my family, um, you know, to go on vacation, go up North or whatnot right before the season starts. So we're charged and ready to go day one. Yeah. Can you talk about the challenges of, um, being a, a high school coach, um, in the off season? Um, I mean, Maybe not exactly challenges, but, you know, the, the, the different situations that you go through with, with the preparing and, you know, how much film study are you putting in, you know, in, in the off season and, you know, um, with parent meetings and, you know, things like that. What, what are some, some uh, things that are going on for you and, um, you know, most likely other coaches uh, with the summertime coming up? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, you know, as a coach, I, you know, we, we evaluate ourselves all the time, right? Curious, you know, if what we're doing is the right thing um, or like somebody else does it. And, and ultimately, there really isn't one way to do everything or everybody would be doing it, right? And so there are times, you know, I hear some coaches that, you know, have kids doing stuff, you know, six, sometimes seven days a week during the season, um, are really just going crazy uh, in the summertime with the expectations that they want their kids there and stuff. And sometimes I think, you know, is that the way it's supposed to be done? Is that the way programs are supposed to be where they really put in all those extra hours? But I, I remember, um, you know, hearing an analogy that like, you know, is, is that really going to help you win? A, is, is it going to guarantee it helps you win a football game by being there, you know, five hours in J- July, you know, with those kids working out, watching film and stuff like that. If you can't guarantee it's going to, give you a win like why are you doing it you know and so that always that always stuck with me and I don't want to say that like um you know less is more so to speak but uh it's possible that it is um and so other challenges include like like you mentioned um like film so so me I'm, I'm a PE health teacher you know and I've talked about my family situation I love my girls but we we definitely watch film um, and evaluate ourselves and what we're doing year round, you know, and you mentioned in the intro that it's a 365 day year deal. It really is. Uh, we're thinking, you know, how can we 
make our team better. And so, you know, talking about our quarterback position, right? Uh, we probably won't be able to do the things we did this past year from a strictly passing game perspective. Um, so our scheme is probably going to be a little bit different knowing that um, our quarterback might be a little bit of a better runner next season. Um, so we're going to have to incorporate some things where, you know, we have some direct uh, calls for him to carry the football. So that's always, I mean, evaluating and assessing and getting an idea of, you know, what we want to do happens all the time. And then, you know, you mentioned the parent meeting situation. So that's, that's key where like, you know, it's funny. A lot of my college coaching friends talk about, you know, like they have no idea, like what it's like to run a parent meeting or communicate with parents and things like that. They've never had to do it. Right. So for us, like communicating with parents and getting the parents on your side is critical um, to having a successful program. And so some schools will, and some coaches will have a parent meeting, like an introductory meeting uh, in the fall, uh, right before the season starts to kind of give them an idea of what, um, you know, what to expect for the season. I've, I've transitioned. I used to be like that, but I've decided like that we do it in the spring right before the summer hits. Um, so if kids or parents, have, you know, and that's for, that's for the players can come to this meeting. Um, even though we will have a separate player meeting before the summer get or before the school year gets out, but that's the time for parents to ask any questions about, you know, summer expectations. That's the time for me to give them the summer calendars of our uh, list of important dates and, you know, some of our events. Um, that's the time we do it. And that's, um, you know, that's something we do every spring. Is that also a time where parents kind of air their grievances or um, is there times where you, you have to kind of explain to parents why so-and-so wasn't getting so much playing time or you can't guarantee that he's going to be a starter this year or, maybe you got to taper down his college expectations. Is it, or like, do you go through those type of situations? And if so, how, how do you handle those? We, we go through what the expectations are um, when it comes to communicating with me. All right. So I give them a list of things that are not appropriate to discuss with me. For example, um, I don't want a parent's opinion about what our scheme is. I don't want a parent's opinion about, um, another player. I don't want a parent's opinion about their son or daughter's playing time. Right. So what I tell them is like part of growing up or is doing, you know, asking kids to do things that are difficult. So if a player has a problem with playing time, it is up to the player to come to their position coach first with concerns and ask, Hey coach, what can I do to get on the field? What do I need to do to get on the field? And then if they don't like that answer, they can come to me. Right. And then it's the whole chain of command thing. If they don't like their answer, they can go to the athletic director. If they don't like their answer, then the parent can get involved. I've never had that problem. though. Um, I lay it out there and, and just say like, look, I've been doing this a long time. We've been doing this a long time. We've been very successful. Um, you know, we, we need to play the best 11 guys on offense and the best 11 guys on defense and the best 11 guys on special teams, whoever that is, that's going to help us win a game. So ultimately I tell them, the one thing that I want them to talk to me about that I think is appropriate is if they think that myself or members of my staff are doing anything that are putting the player's safety in jeopardy, whether it be a hitting drill, a tackling drill, something of that nature, then absolutely you come, you can come and talk to me and, and, and you know, quote unquote, you know, file their grievances, have that discussion, but you will find 
that we will not do that. And we don't do that because uh, we take player health and safety very seriously. So, you know, it's like I said, not, not necessarily a time to air grievances or things like that about what we're doing, but more so just to get comfortable with us and our staff and, and the way we do things and for them to understand what's appropriate and what's not. And like when it comes to, when it comes to being critical of coaches, I mean, that, that's, that's as old as time, right? Like, you know, people in the stands are going to make comments. And I heard the saying that, you know, all, all dads, especially know two things, you know, football and how to grill. Right. So like, so like, you know, it comes, that comes with the territory and you got to have thick skin to do this job. And, and I just ask them though, to, you know, represent your, your family in a positive way while you're cheering in the stands to represent our school in a positive way, you know, don't, don't do anything to embarrass us or yourself. And other than that, I mean, you know, have at it. If you don't like our play calling, like, heck, there are times I don't like it. Like we don't, we're not perfect and we make mistakes too. And, and we own up to it. Yeah. Now uh, one exciting thing that happens in the off season is um, when the, when college coaches come to visit you to, to talk about, one of your players. Um, can you talk in, in, in generalizations about um, some of the experiences you've had in that situation and, and how you go about trying to uh, project a kid in, in uh, an accurate but positive light? For sure. So there are obviously different times of the year in regards to the recruiting calendar when, when college coaches can can reach out to players or, or can, can visit the school and things of that nature. And so periodically I'll get, um, I'll get emails from a lot of coaches asking for them to play at a certain level or at their level. And so it's my job and everybody um, to schools, like the school, they ask me for it. I, I send the list. Now we've had a chance where uh, we've had some bigger, uh, bigger schools. Like today we had a, uh, a power five school, big 10 team stopping our school today. Um, to talk to me about one of our kids specifically. And, um, and so I made sure like, like, like that level, all right, like I would be insulting and I'm not going to waste the coach's time if I send him, you know, our full list of guys, even if we might have some, you know, division three kids on that list, I wouldn't do that to him. It's more, it's more specified. And so that's a lot of fun um, when, when those guys come in, but honestly, it's great when any, any school stops in or reaches out to me, cause that's exciting. Cause it means we're doing something right. Um, you know, they, they want to see our kids on campus. So a lot of times they'll invite them to their camps because they want to evaluate them. Um, that, that's a lot of fun. And when it comes down to it, like there are some non-negotiables when it comes to, to playing college football, offensive line at the university of Michigan or Michigan state, like in your 210 pounds, it's probably not going to happen. Like, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. And so I try to be as honest as possible. Um, the other thing, the, the kids that, um, the kids are that are a little bit of the better prospects, in my opinion, I, I do tell parents like, and I tell the kids like, you're more than welcome to go to their summer camps, uh, their evaluation prospect camps. They'll give you an honest assessment. And they'll definitely tell you, you know, where they think, um, you know, you fit in the, in the structure um, of college football. So it's exciting. You know, I, I, I like getting feedback from the college coaches too. Um, you know, kind of seeing where they're at and sometimes it, it's, it's finicky. Like, I don't think there's like a, there's a perfect, um, there's a perfect model to re recruiting. Um, uh, when I first uh, got into coaching, when I first got hired, especially at Bishop Foley, like sometimes you wonder like, Oh, why is, 
why is this school showing interest, but this school isn't, you know, things like that. And it really isn't a, uh, you know, there, like I said, there really isn't like a model that says all the schools should come and be on the same kid. You know, if that makes sense at all. Um, so it's, sometimes it's as simple as me having a relationship with the college coach already, um, or luck of the draw. So my first year, uh, we had, uh, central Michigan university stop in, uh, to just to, just to say hi and, and meet me and talk about a few of our guys that might've been on their radar. And, um, at the time they weren't allowed to talk to anybody ninth through 11th grade, but they could talk to a, a current senior who was about to graduate. And he asked me, he's like, yeah, actually I, or I said to him, Hey, like, do you need a long snapper? And he said, yeah, sure. And so we had a, a senior football player who was a fantastic long snapper and he ended up, you know, going to central Michigan on a whim and the coach wasn't even um, there to talk to him necessarily. Now he's, he's been their starter uh, for the last few years, which is really cool. So there's, it's not an exact, yeah, it's not a, not an exact science sometimes, or you hear stories all the time about how, you know, a college coach, a recruiter comes to watch a kid play. And then, you know, there's another kid standing out at the game and they're like, all right, we got to, we got to go ahead and recruit that kid or offer that kid. So um, yeah, it, it is kind of finicky. And, and, and then sometimes you, you know, you don't necessarily know where they're fit, where, where the players fit in a specific scheme. So for example, you know, in our scheme, we might value our, our, our players and, and their talent and what they bring for what we do, but he might not fit a, a specific scheme that, um, that that college or university does. So they might not recruit them. Now, how much will you offer your advice to a kid if he has multiple options? Yeah, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's happened this past season. So we, we had a player that um, – you know, had an opportunity to play at a Division three school, so he had to decide if he wanted to continue playing and he, and he really, really liked that school or if he just wanted to go be a student um, at a big Division one school uh, where he wouldn't get the opportunity to play. And I, at the end of the day, you know, like everything, right, you have to weigh the positives and the negatives. You know, if you want to keep playing that bad, then this is a great opportunity for you. You're going to meet some great people there. Um, you're going to get a great experience. But if you don't think – you know, because ultimately at some point, everybody's playing days are done. If you think you're done and you just want to be a student and, uh, you know, go have that experience at a big university, go do that. And um, so they'll ask me questions, but at the end of the day, like anything, like, you know, what, what does your heart tell you? And, you, you know, you weigh your options, like the positives and negatives. And, you know, there's, I, I had a uh, player get invited to a, a school's camp um, and it was in Kansas and uh he, you know, he brought it to my attention. He's like, well, well, what do you think? So the first thing I said was, well, do you want to go to school in Kansas? <laughs> like, do you want to go to, you know, do you want to go to school there? Do they have your, your major? Like, is it something you want to do? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, then no, I don't think you should go, <laughs> you know, but you got to decide that. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's where I come through with there. And then um, like, I, I tell parents, you know, cause I, I have some parents that are really good at, you know, giving their kids, um, you know, a lot of opportunities at the camp scene um, over the summer and the opportunity to visit schools and, and take visits and things of that nature. And so at the end of the day, I, I you know, my, my best advice, like if you're not a surefire, you know, division one athlete, like, you, you know, like school's not cheap, you know, if, if you go where that, where the most money is, <laughs> you know, like there's, don't say no to that. If you, if you have the means where money's not an issue, then that's one thing. But like, you know, I just know from my own experience that, um, you know, being in student loan debt isn't a lot of fun. And if, if you can get a lot of your school paid for, get a good education, ultimately, that's, you know, that's the route you should take.
but yeah. you know, it's, it's between the, the player and the family and some kids want to stay home. You know, they don't want to go away. Um, they don't want to leave the state. Other kids want to leave the state. So there's all those things go into it. It's uh, like I said, not an exact science. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, coach. Well, I know we're keeping this one kind of short and sweet. Um, just a little summertime prep edition of inside the coach's office. Uh, do you got any final thoughts for this episode number uh, 14? I love doing these quick ones, Tom. That was great. That was a great, great quick chat we had. I'm, uh, I'm fired up about our next episode. I don't know if I want to give away uh, who the guest is, but uh, it's going to be awesome. And so, yeah. especially for us aspiring head coaches and, you know, what it takes to get uh, uh, a high school varsity head football position. And, um, the, the guest we're going to have is great. Uh, he's got a fantastic website. He's written some great books about it that I've purchased. Um, awesome. It's going to be fantastic. So I'm really yeah. fired up about that one. And, uh, you know, Tom, remember our, our Twitter handle here is at inside the office. Um, um, you know, appreciate it. Great job as always. And I, I'm fired up for the next episode that, that we're <laughs> going to record. Yeah, I know. We got some pretty, uh, pretty exciting things lined up for, for the future, especially uh, next episode. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, definitely stay tuned. Um, we, we got a lot of good things going forward. And um, I know it's summertime, but we're still talking football. Well, I mean, it, it feels like summertime <laughs> today, at least, doesn't it? 80 degrees. Yeah, finally. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Finally. You know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if it snows next week. But yeah, I I think we're in the clear, man, honestly. So, um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for Coach Brian Barnes, my name is Tom Murphy Jr. And this has been another episode of Inside the Coach's Office.